I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. I'm like the coolest 21 year old like ever like i love my life it's great i just hang out with my friends and do drugs and stuff it's pretty cool i love it love being alive when last we left off you were having a long in-depth conversations with mr kelly yes he was telling me all the things all the things about being a vampire and stuff and your new role in life before he leaves for the evening and you go to do some painting or whatever it is you're up to. Did you have any questions for him that I can rapid fire answer for you? I don't. I think I've asked all of my questions. He was not very forthcoming about where specifically he came from and or how he got here to this city. But he did tell me that there's a bunch of other vampires and some other general knowledge. Is there anything specific you would like to do that evening after Mr. Kelly and Ricky leaves and you are left to your own devices? He didn't give you any specific instructions, just that he would be coming back before sunup and he would be sleeping here during the day. Now, because I'm all hopped up on vampire blood, like I can't really get, you know, super drugged up. I know that I had been drinking before and doing drugs, but I imagine that that didn't really affect me physically that much, right? You got your high, you got your good side out of it. Like if you drink a couple of shots and like three beers and usually good for the night in this situation, you're, you're processing it a lot faster. So it's maybe like half to three quarters of the night on the same amount. I'm probably going to make sure that I have my little, rolly pack of drugs with me that I carry, you know, but I am going to go painting. I'm going to paint one of the places that Carol Jackson had given me an option that I had scouted and pack up all my spray paints and everything and just be out. Do you want to paint it with anything specific or just kind of go crazy? I want to go crazy, but I want it to be specifically the influences that I have had over the last, you know, couple hours are at like the forefront of my mind. So that kind of takes over the forefront of my painting. So you would say then that some vampiric influences make its way in there. So maybe like some bats flapping in front of a moon or some shit. Yeah, really dark colors. Everything is that fang-shaped, even if it is not actual teeth, you know, in the painting. Everything kind of comes out with that pointy, and you'll see that dark, really dark brown, red blood color, and red reds, and, you know, stuff, black, dark stuff. Like the little seeds of the cocoa have little pointy things that come off the top of the seas that look like little fangs. Exactly that. I love it. You will go have your, your painty paint. You will go indulge your artistic needs and you will come back later that evening. Do you stay out all night and then come back right before Mr. Kelly's got to go to sleep or 
are you back and waiting for him? No, I imagine I would get lost in what I was doing and take my time like I normally do and then just paint until just about the sun was ready to come up before I wander home. So then you think the sun is up by the time you get home? Oh, it's definitely burn vampire up, but maybe not all the way morning. Getting inside is easy because you live here. You come up to your apartment. Well, when I walk in, I look at my bedroom door and very sad that I can't sleep in my own bed. But it's okay because... I really, I like him. He's amazing. That trick that he, I don't need to be, I don't need a bodyguard anymore because I can scare the shit out of anyone that comes near me, first of all. So, I mean, that's just great. So I just kind of go into the bathroom, strip, shower all the paint and filth off of me, and then flop onto my couch with some clothes out of the hamper, you know, that aren't too smelly, dirty, and sleep on my couch. Probably the same set of, like, pajama clothes you've been wearing for the past couple of days. Yeah, likely. What a bum. The next time you wake up, it'll be early afternoon. To your phone, receiving a text message. And as you're rousing yourself, it will beep again with a... You know, like when you get that text message and if you don't answer it right away, it beeps a second time. Yeah, that's so annoying. Your phone is beeping. Uh, I don't think that I was quite ready to get up. So this is really annoying. I was up all night. But do I still feel good? Do I feel like sick from not drugging myself or do I feel okay? You feel okay. You're a little groggy, obviously, because you're just physically exhausted. Being up for the extended period of time, the just difference in time of day you're sleeping kind of just always messes with your body, right? And maybe not having as many hours of sleep as you wanted. All right. So, good. I'll check my phone before I make coffee then. It is a text from Jade, and as you look, you'll see there's actually a second text from Jade. First one is, which was received like 15 minutes ago, is like, just, hey, girlfriend, what up? And then when you didn't respond to that one, she sends you another one. It's like, hello. So I text her back. I'm up. I just slept in. You should see the fire art I did last night. Do you send her pictures? Did you take pictures of it? No, because when I paint on big walls, you have to see it in person to really get it. Like that little picture, it it doesn't do any justice to my art. Uh, it's just it's just not the right lens. It's not the right environment to view it. Right, because you're painting on like a three dimensional surface. And then when you take a photograph of that, that just drops it right back down. It's so flat. She'll ask you where. She'll ask you, like, where and what you were painting. I'll give her the address. 
and tell her it's one of the spots that we scouted before. But I went a totally different direction from what we had been talking about putting there. She just gives you one of those thinking emoji faces. And it's like, can we go see it? Well, I don't really have anything to wear because all my clothes are in my bedroom and I'm not supposed to go in there. I don't really want to go out. So I just kind of text her that she can go look at it, but I have family stuff and I'm going to put that in like parentheses due today. She'll text you back. Uh, It's not even Sunday yet. The worst. So I just text her back like, I know, but dot, 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 Bodie Hart. Bodie? You mean cutie? And then little heart emojis. That just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So, yes. <laughs> exactly that. She's like, alright, girl. I'm getting a little dry here, though. Uh, so if you got a, a hookup somewhere, let me know. I'm just going to tell her this evening should be lit and put some fire emojis and sends. Uh, so if she's sending me like one of those little fire things, I always see the Elmo with his hands up and the fire behind him. Yo, God. Yep. No, that's totally it. But it's, um, he's got a little Pope hat. So it's St. Elmo's fire. That's hilarious. Mr. Kelly is obviously unavailable for the moment. What do you want to spend your day doing? I am going to text Ricky just W-Y-D. Like, what are you doing? Question mark. You won't get an immediate response. Rude. Oh, my God. So when he doesn't answer... I get my lazy ass up off of the couch, put on a pot of coffee, get my face done, teeth brushed, and just like kind of dig through my laundry basket and do the smell and see if I have anything that I can put on so I'm not living in my pajamas today. I know I got Febreze. Maybe if I like spray Febreze on it and then do the shakeout, it won't be that bad. Put it out on the balcony for a little bit, get that fresh air going through it. Well, I don't think I'm supposed to open the door. He asked me to paint all the windows and doors and stuff, you know, like dark so that no light would come in. And I don't know if that would hurt him if I opened the door for like the balcony. Well, that is the thing that you're going to have to think about. Do you have an in-unit washer dryer? No, I have space for one, but I don't actually have that. So I would have to go downstairs, which is gross. But, I mean, like, I don't have anything to wear. I don't want to wear my pajamas. I guess it's only in the building, but gross. You could just put laundry in and then go back to sleep and then, you know, wake up and change it over and then go back to sleep again. But what if that cute delivery guy is in the building? You didn't think about that. No, I didn't. You're right. I didn't think about the cute delivery guy. My bad. Anyway, as you have these arguments with yourself, several minutes, 15, 20, will go by, and you will hear your phone go off. 
Go and grab it. It better be Ricky. It is Ricky. And he responds with sleeping. And then as you're holding your phone, you get another text message. New job is, you know, night work. I just sent him back the middle finger emoji. Make my coffee. Little frustrated. I'm a little louder than I need to be. I know I don't want to wake up my friend, but God. Don't worry. He sleeps like the dead. Yeah. So maybe I will just put on my least smelly things, take everything else down to the laundry, and then come back and start, like, Googling vampires and just reading stupid Wikipedia pages and, you know, whatever I can find on, like, crazy stories. So you find a whole bunch of stuff on vampires, like they can't cross running water, they can't come in unless they're invited, they can't leave spilled stuff on the ground like they have to count it, they don't cast reflections in mirrors, they die if you stake them, they burn up in the sun. Is there anything specific you were looking for that may hold a hinge of truth? What happens when I Google vampire and then our city? Things that will come up aren't the things that you're looking for or you're hoping for, I guess I should say. It'll be something like a vampire movie that came up. It'll come up with the release date and stuff and when it was showing in your town. As this is close to Halloween, there are some that's like, oh, hey, here's this old movie that is being shown here. You will see a like a Facebook page for Carol's party that you were at because it's, you know, vampires, werewolves, stuff like that. You'll see a couple people posting kids in costume. You will see a tabloid journalism thing about an animal attack over by the 2B community center and how it's uh, the chupacabra or some people think it was a vampire or a werewolf. Well, I was there. I remember that that was freaky. I'm going to click on that and just like read through real quick and see if they got the story straight. They talk about it being some kind of horrible mangling of this priest. They don't ever give his name because it's a, shitty tabloid journalism, but you know it is was Father Santiago. It talks about that it is recorded as an animal attack, but there was strange blood splatter, and witnesses say they saw some kind of creature run away on all fours. That's crazy, because I can't even believe that there would be anyone willing to talk in that neighborhood, so witnesses is just, like, shocking. Is there any, like, names? There's no names. Well, that's at least smart. Maybe they won't get, like, totally murdered. All right, well, that was useless. So I just try and find a cool vampire movie, like, I don't know, maybe Blade or something. I don't know. Something that's, like, upbeat, that makes me feel, like, as tough as I felt last night, you know? Because I'm, like, I'm a fucking, I'm a beast now. There is, of course, a, a Blade trilogy marathon that is on some of the channels because it is around Halloween time. So you can easily find bad vampire movies on TV. 
But when you think back to how you felt last night, you can you can still kind of feel it. It's deep down in there somewhere, but it's almost like you could reach out and touch it. It was definitely a thing that had happened. It was real, and here it is. Yeah, trust me. I know it's real. Bad ass. I almost made Ricky shit his pants. Like, that was cool. And I really think that even Mr. Kelly was afraid of me. So, oh, I'm going to pull out my phone and I'm just going to Google his name, Bradley Kelly, and then Bradley Kelly, our city. You don't find anything on him. You may draw whatever conclusions from that you wish. Maybe he's given you a fake name. Maybe he's had his presence scrubbed from the internet as he is a vampire. Maybe he is in witness protection. Maybe maybe any number of things. Okay. Well, when I don't find anything on like the very first page of Google, I just kind of toss my phone next to me and keep watching the movie. Anything interesting you're planning on doing today, or should we just fast forward until he wakes up? Yeah, no, as long as I feel good, I probably won't take any of my drugs because I really don't have a whole lot anyway and just kind of sit and chill. Sure. Do some laundry, watch some bad movies, hang out, text Jade dumb things every once in a while. Yeah. You will receive a text from your family, from your stepmother to remind you that, hey, church, and that afterwards there's a a small get-together that some of the church ladies are doing that she would like for you to attend? It's like, as soon as I think about my brother, she's just got to be right there, I swear. So I just text her back, I know I'll be there. It probably reads way more sarcastic than I said it, though. Pretty sure everything you type to her is, is sarcastic or disrespectful or something like that, or that's how she reads into it. Yeah, that's just what she thinks, and that is so rude. God, if only she took the time to know you. Want to know her anyway, but whatever. Anyway. Ugh. Anyway, you go back to your dumb movie, Blade 3, with the stupid Pomeranian. His mouth is opens up, and he's a vampire Pomeranian. And Dumb. Hilarious. But it's got Ryan Reynolds in it, and he's a he's a sexy dreamboat. And before long, you will notice that while there wasn't much light coming in from outside, you will start to hear the outside lights come on as the sun goes down. It phases me not at all. I don't even care. A few minutes go by. And you hear movement in your bedroom. My heart does a little flutter. And I just look around to make sure that my apartment is cleaned up and that I haven't left a whole mess because I'd hate to make a bad impression. It's reasonably clean. I don't know if you like did any actual work, but you didn't make a mess out of it. You didn't throw a wild party while he was asleep. Maybe like your laundry that you did sitting there unfolded, but... Oh, well. I can't put it away yet anyway. Just kind of straighten up my little table and the things that are near me to make it look a little more organized quickly. And the door will open and he will step out and he will run a hand through his hair. 
look around the room and see you and give you a smile. So I just smile back. Um, good morning, I guess. It's all relative. He will come over and he will sit down next to you, lean back and extend his one arm. So it's kind of almost around you, but just kind of like there in that like smooth high school teenage boy kind of way. And I just like kind of flush a little. Now, my dear, I do have one bit of unfortunate news. That is that I'm very hungry. Okay. Um, did, um, I, uh, I can't make you anything clearly. Like I don't really have anything. Um, and you don't eat anything anyway. Right. So, uh, how, how can I help you? He'll scooch and sit a little closer. Oh, just by being you. But you'll see he's not necessarily looking at your face. He's looking down towards your neck where your veins are. You can see that his fangs are out and he's just kind of looking at you. You're not gonna, uh, gonna, like, you're not gonna kill me, right? It's, it's gonna be okay. Just like last time, right? Just a little bit. Trust me, you'll enjoy every moment of it, like last time. Okay. Okay. And I just kind of like lean my head and just like wait. And he comes in and he gives you just a little, just, just a gentle kiss. You can feel, you can feel him just kind of sit there for a moment and then ow, fangs sink in the flesh. Your blood begins to pump into his mouth and the supernatural effect takes over and you kind of turn to jelly. Feels great. Feels better than any of the drugs that you had left over. Feels better than anything you've had to eat, better than any sex you've had. It's just the best. The only thing that really compares is when you were drinking his blood. He will drink and drink. And if he wanted, you'd let him take it all. But after a moment, he stops, wipes at your neck with his fingers, gives you a lick to clean the rest of it up, leans back to his sitting position away from you, and just licks at his fingertips where he wiped the blood away from your neck. I just kind of lay back on my couch and just try and feel that feeling. I just want to hold on to it. You know, eyes closed, just relax, just like enjoying every bit that I can. And he will let you lay there. And he will idly stroke at your hair. And you will sit like that while you're just basking. The idle thought crosses your mind that maybe this is, this is part of how they have managed to not be found because Afterwards, you're just kind of feeling great. If he, you didn't know what he was about to do, you're not even sure you would have truly remembered what happened. No, that's like the best drug. Is that something that you say, or is that just something you're thinking? That's something that I'm thinking, but eventually I don't think that I would be able to keep it to myself 
So you just kind of mumble it over to yourself a couple of times. Yeah. And after you come down and you're more lucid. And you get out one of those, it's like the best drug. And he'll say, it's good for you as it was for me. And with that, I just open my eyes and look over at him and just give like the eye roll. Please. And he'll look at you. Well, I may have taken just a tad too much. You would be fine, but I need you to do some things this evening, so let me give some back. And he will roll his sleeve up, bite into his wrist, and gently offer it towards you. No hesitation this time. I know how powerful I felt last time. How scary. Yeah, I just grab it and I just put it up to my mouth and just start sucking as much blood as he will give me. And he will give you a little bit. It feels like it wasn't as long as that second time, but when you're in the moment, it's hard to really feel how long it is, you know, like it's not enough. It's never enough. But after a short, short while, you will feel his hand on the back of your head, giving you a pull. I mean, if he pulls hard enough, I'll let go. And if you don't let go, when he gives you the first gentle pull, he'll give you a little bit more of a stern pull. And I just let go. Now, now, if you take too much, I'll just be hungry again. That'll get us nowhere. Yeah, but we could do this all night. Well, sort of. And as you look at him, wiping the last bit of blood away from your lips, he's just the best, you know? I know. I could stay here all night with him and do this. Like, he's amazing. I might even be falling for this guy. You think about it and you're like, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that he's the one. He's the the one sort of guy for you. Anybody that could get Ricky to put on like clean clothes. I mean, and I don't know if you've seen how he fills out those suits, but so hot. It's true. Super true. And I think he loves me. Like, he wouldn't be doing all this for me if he didn't love me. And after you come down from your second high of the evening, he will begin to ask you more questions about your family, more specific questions. Try and coax information out of you. Well, I love him, so I'm going to tell him everything. He knows that my dad is a judge, so... There's that, and just that, you know, my family goes to church, and, you know, they're always ragging on me because, you know, I'm like the black sheep or whatever, but they just don't know what it's like to have it as hard as I have it. Yeah, and, like, as long as he, if he's not asking me anything real specific and I can't really get out of it, and just vague general statements, like my dad's favorite dinner or like dessert you know just like generic stuff like that 
you get the idea that he's asking leading questions to try and get more information out of you. Do you have pictures around your apartment of your family? Yeah, there's one of those picture frames that rolls up with pictures of me and my friends and family pictures, some from like vacation. I loaded it up like a year or two ago and just have never changed anything. So it's nothing really super recent, but everybody still pretty much looks the same. He's totally not plotting to do terrible things to your family just in case. Don't worry. Everything's fine. No, he loves me. He loves you. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. This is fine. Everything is fine. You will get a text message from Ricky saying that he is on the way over. I text him back and ask him for a burger because I'm like really hungry. You will also notice as somebody who just had somebody else's teeth in your neck, you don't have any kind of wound on your neck. Yeah, but... I mean, that goes with the stuff that I read on Google and, you know, seen in movies. Like, everybody knows that vampires can, like, lick you or put blood back on it or whatever, and then the wound goes away. Even I know that. Ricky says that he'll stop and get something and bring it over. And that he asks Mr. Kelly's awake and if he's all right and if he's, does he need anything? Can I ask him if he needs anything before I respond back? No, I am. And he puts a hand on your knee. You've done quite well for this evening. Well, a little cute little shudder. Okay, so I just text him back. No, he doesn't need anything. And then I try and excuse myself to get cleaned up. I want to take another shower, put on clean clothes, like get my life together. And as you're already showered, you just need to, like, not do your hair and do all kinds of craziness. So you'll be out and dressed by the time that Ricky arrives, especially after he had to stop and get burgers. Yes, and I am storing some backup clothes in the cabinet in the bathroom just in case this happens again. Easy peasy. When you come back out, Mr. Kelly is just wandering about the apartment, looking out the balcony over the city, taking it all in. And as you walk back into the, the main area, Ricky has arrived. He's like literally just arrived. He's putting the bags and stuff down. Mr. Kelly says that you have received a text message. Your phone made some noise. And that he's got something he needs both of you to do this evening. Well, I... Go for my phone first. I didn't realize I left it out here with him. I usually keep it with me, but it's okay. He loves me. It's fine. It's a text message from Amira saying, hey, there's somebody that is moving some products down here. Thought you might want to know. I love that. Love that. I just text her back. Give me like 20. Actually, I already kind of got my stuff. No, 20 minutes, dumbass. I'll get at you in 20 minutes. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We 
it's just been dry for so long that, and that's kind of where the text message ends. Yeah, I turn my volume off and stick it in my phone in my back pocket. I thank Ricky for my food and just, you know, sit down and eat and wait for whatever my new boyfriend, because he's like practically my boyfriend, like he lives here, is going to do what we're going to do tonight. And you think to yourself, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if he didn't live here. You know, I don't have to worry about kicking him out or, you know, any of the other stuff that you were thinking about the last night. He needs a place that's safe. Yeah, it would be so great if we could just live together. My dad would be pissed, but like, we'll deal with that later. Why be scared of your dad when you have a vampire boyfriend? God. I've seen how those movies work out. Like, it's not real well. So, but I could keep them apart, clearly. You're having these thoughts as you just devour your fast food that he has brought you. Hungrier than you thought or even realized you were. Why is shitty fast food tastes so good? Sometimes you just need like an entire day's worth of calories in a single meal. He comes back in from outside as you guys are wrapping up. Says there is a package from some associates. Supplies, drugs that will be being dropped off at a location. He points down towards the mall. I have an address. I will need you to go pick it up. Okay. Not a problem. Ricky, you brought your car, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. We can, we can totally drive that. Um, is it a big package? It's like, no, it should be two cases. Just enough to get us started and established, have a little income until I can consolidate from my previous area. He looks a little grumpy about getting kicked out of wherever he was. So I just get close. Is everything okay, baby? Like, you look stressed. Just attempting to rebuild what I already had established. It's frustrating. But with your help and Ricky's help, Ricky is looking at you and he is jealous as you walk over and get close to him. Well, that's weird, but it means nothing to me that he's jealous. So, you know, I just like stroke his arm and tell him, um, yeah, of course. Um, Bradley, I'll totally help you. Excellent. Now, I need to find some more employees so we can branch out and really establish a foothold. So. Well, listen, me and Ricky know some of the absolute best people. Like... And, I mean, all different scenes. So, you came to the right people, that's for sure. And he'll look at Ricky this time and I'll be like, I knew when we found each other that we would do great things together. Oh, look at you two. I'm so glad you did find each other. You have to tell me that story some other time. Because we need to go be drug dealers. Or, I guess drug mules. I'm more like a drug mule tonight, which I don't like. We're going to change that. Yes, we will have you out there making money in no time. I'm in. 
my regular dark kind of clothes and ready to rock whenever he's ready to send us on our way. And he does. You guys are able to go downstairs, get in Ricky's car, and drive off. Do you want to have any conversation in the car? Well, Ricky's driving, clearly. And I want to ask him to tell me the story about how the two of them met, first of all. He will look a little embarrassed for a moment and then look out the window and look back to you. Obviously, look back to driving. It was... uh. It's very sudden. I was out and I was, you know, working. And then, and he thinks hard for a second. Then I guess he, he came up from behind me and then I just kind of woke up in that. And I'll mention the place that you found him in. It's like, woke up in there later that night. You don't remember anything? I, I mean, I, I woke up and then I, he started telling me things, you know, the whole, and he does like, eh, lifts his, uh, his other arm up to like do the, the Nosferatu cape thing and how, and how that is and that we were going to have to keep it secret. And then just, and he starts telling you a lot of the same things that Mr. Kelly has told you. Stuff like establishing a new business, getting a foothold in the area, asking if he knew any other drug dealers, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's strange, but I mean, it's nothing like the story about how the two of us got together. So that's weird, but that's fine. Um, Do you have your gun on you just in case, like, what do you know about these people we're picking this shit up at besides the mall, clearly? Uh, he motions to the glove box. It's it's in there. Uh, I think they're former employees of his. I don't I don't know. He seems to know them and to trust them. And clearly he knows what he's doing. He's pretty great at this. So. I still think that you should carry it just to be sure. And. Maybe, maybe sooner or later you could teach me a little bit more about handguns. He looks at you a little surprised for a second. I was like, that, you sure? I don't think you ever really liked guns. Yeah, well, I don't, but if I'm going to be a drug dealer, I better start packing, right? It is kind of hard to be a self-respecting drug dealer if you're not packing. Don't want to look like a bitch. And when he says that, I just punch him really hard in the arm. Ah. I ain't a fucking bitch, bro. Don't make me do the thing. What thing? The thing. You know, the... You were shitting your pants when I did it. You're not going to scare me. Look, I didn't want to do it, but it was important that you, you understood it. You were just really mean with it. And when he says that I was just really mean with it, I just kind of smile. All right, we should, uh, I think it's, he shifts his weight, pulls up his phone, GPS is finding things like, uh, I think it's a couple of blocks that way. And you guys will 
drive down a street. You guys will pull up into a slightly more residential section. Houses, row homes, big alleys back between them, and then a few businesses next to it. He will pull over into one of the in front of one of the houses that's on the end near the businesses, and he will get out and start walking. He will also get his gun. At least he listens sometimes. You getting out and going with? Yeah, and I am straight myself and trying to put on my best. I'm a drug dealer face, and I mean, I've bought drugs before, but like I've never been one of the tough drug dealers. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do my best to be the strong, silent type for now. You be the tough guy. Yes, clearly. As you come around this little row of businesses into the alley behind them where they have their dumpsters and their trash and all of that good usual stuff that's back there. This isn't a great part of town. You're going to see most of the lights are dimming, like the bulbs are starting to die. Lights are flickering. That very dingy kind of atmosphere. Down the other end of the alley, you will see a vehicle that is parked like hood and front like half of the driver's window into it. So it's like, you know, only about a third into it, but that, so that you can look forward and see into the alleyway. You don't see anybody else here. So are we supposed to go inside, Ricky? Uh, they said it was be down here behind the laundromat. And I think any points down to on the back of one of the buildings, there's a big exhaust vent. I think that's the laundromat. All right. Well, let's let's go and just march off down the alley. And as you do, you're going to get a scent that hits your nostrils that has recently become more more personal for you. And that is the smell of blood. I think about the priest murder that I saw. That's not here. That would be too old. wonder if there was some kind of murder. I mean, it's a shitty neighborhood. I just keep, keep walking towards my destination. Ricky is keeping pace with you. He also looks around a little bit as he seems to catch that smell that you also catch to the point where he's like, do you, you smell that? Focus. We have a job to do. Keep going. You're right. You're right. And he'll shift the gun in his pants a little bit so that it's his shirts out of the way. So instead of just like tucking it in, in the belt, he like puts the shirt behind the gun. So it's like, yeah, I'm, fucking badass. I got a gun and, you know, I'm not afraid to show it off. And you guys will come down the alleyway and then up against the door behind a dumpster is a man who is on the ground and it looks like his throat has been ripped out. Next to him are two briefcases that are haphazardly laying on the ground. One seems to have come unlatched and you can see inside bags of 
Probably drugs. Oh, fuck, Ricky. Son of a bitch. All right, grab the shit. Grab the shit. Grab the boxes. Um, and let's get the fuck out of here. And he will start getting down with you. He'll get the one. He'll pick it up. As you stand up and turn around, there is a creature in front of you. It is large, bigger than what you would think like a dog should be. Maybe not a wolf, because you've seen like YouTube videos of wolves. They're huge. This thing is not quite that big. It is just standing there looking at you, staring at you. Well, I'm scared immediately, but fucking angry, and I I just want to try and be that big, mean monster that scared the shit out of Ricky. Flex that supernatural muscle? Absolutely. You reach deep down inside, and you grab at that power, that gift that Kelly gave you, and you hear off to your side a clattering of metal, and you know that that fucking guy, Ricky, dropped his goddamn gun. And the next sound you hear as you think this is footsteps going from off to your side down towards the car. Just fucking running and some screaming. What a fucking idiot. But I didn't hear him drop the um, cases of drugs, right? I imagine that you each got one. Okay, so just the gun then. Hit the floor. Just the gun. Because Mr. Kelly doesn't care about the gun. Mr. Kelly cares about the drugs, though. Yeah, me too. Did my scary wolf dog monster thing do anything? You can see it look from you to him, and then back to you, and then it just takes one slow predatory step towards you. I try the stomp again, like I did with Ricky. You gonna try and just be more intimidating? Yes. So you lock eyes with this creature. You will notice a few things about it as you do look at it. The first is that its fur is mostly white, except for an area over its one eye that is of brown. It's not like a round circle or anything. It's just like a splotch. Just in the front there. And you'll notice that it doesn't seem to be panting or anything. You can see that it has blood and gore around its mouth. You can see that it's just very focused on you, and it takes an additional step forward. Alright, fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) And I want to run away after Ricky. You begin to run. You come down to the end of the strip of stores. You can see Ricky is getting in the car, and it's in front of you. This wolf canine creature is there in front of you, and it's just looking at you between you and the car. Well, I can't run at it because then I'm in trouble. I put the brakes on and just kind of yell at it. Leave me the fuck alone. Takes that one step towards you. Does Ricky even pay attention to me? Uh, do you still have Spooky Scary on? Yes. Then he's fucking starting that car. You can hear you go, because it's a piece of shit car. But 
he's looking at you. He looks fucking terrified. So I just yell at him, hit the fucking dog. When you yell to Ricky to hit it with the car, you will see it turn its head to look at Ricky, and then it'll turn its head to look at you as if it understood what you said. But as you try to circle around it, it will sidestep to keep with you. Almost going a little bit faster to kind of circle you back around. Almost as if it wants to push you back into that alleyway. I just keep screaming at Ricky to like hit it, hit it, hit it, and try and position it so it's behind the car. You will see Ricky get the car turned on lights and he turns it and he's facing you with the vehicle and you can see that his face is just fuck and he's frozen like a dick he's got that same look of complete fear on his face that he had last night fucking snap out of it I don't even have a weapon I can't even shoot this thing the fucking idiot dropped the gun I'm just getting more frustrated, so I try and yell at the monster again. I know I'm clearly not scaring it, and I guess just drop my super scary scary. When you drop your super scary scary, and the dog shakes its head and takes two steps towards you at the same time, you hear the engine on the vehicle just crank up, and he starts driving towards you. And the dog keeps advancing on you as you can see the vehicle coming up behind it. I want to try and hold my ground, you know, maybe little steps backwards, but stay in the same line as long as I can until Ricky mangles this thing. I want to be ready to jump out of the way like like an action movie. So he doesn't have that much of a run up. The car's a piece of shit, so it's not like a zero to 60 kind of thing. Ricky bears down on the engine. He's coming right for you. The creature is gone. Maybe it was never there in the first place, but all you can think about is that these headlights are coming right for you and you go to dive to the ground. But instead of feeling anything or no pain, no impact, no flying through the air as you're at this car, you hear a crunching sound as the driver's side corner of the vehicle is now smashed into the side of this building that you're next to and you hear a pop as the airbag goes off and you can't see into the vehicle anymore. More oh fucks, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Um, I just start like yelling for Ricky. I get up. I still have my suitcase of drugs right there and just like run over to the car. Is his window down? Do I need to like open the door? Like, can I see him? When you get up to the side of it, you can see that the airbag is inflated, inflated properly. He is maybe out, maybe just dazed. There's a little bit of blood on his head. The doors aren't locked because the car's a piece of shit. You know, I don't think you guys locked it in the first place. His briefcase is thrown into the backseat. Drugs are kind of all over the backseat at the moment. So I just kind of start smacking him, saying his name, looking for some kind of response. As you open the door and are shaking him, you're going to feel something latch around your ankle and 
pull with a force that you've never felt before, knocking you to the ground. Oh, fuck. Um, can I kick when I land? Yeah, you just try and fight back and just kind of attack things. Yeah, blindly kicking at whatever is grabbing me, and, you know, I have this suitcase. I can do a hit with a suitcase if something gets close enough. Kicking, flailing, you're going to feel a weight step onto your lower abdomen area. In a small point, looking at it, you can very clearly see that it is one of the paws of this dog, and it is holding you to the ground. And it takes a step forward, and its other paw steps up on your bicep of your flailing arm with the briefcase, and is just looking down at you. It gets its face real close to yours. No breath, no lulling tongue, but it will look into your eyes, and you will see it has two different colored eyes. One blue and one brown. I just look at it close. I know it can understand me, because it understood me before. So, fuck you. Do you turn spooky scary back on? Yeah, then I want to be scary as hell. But you feel it. You squeeze, and you push that power forward. You see it blink, and then smile at you as much as a dog can smile. It'll snap its jaws forward around your neck. You feel it squeezing, and you feel the teeth puncture into your neck. You begin to bleed. What are Portia's thoughts? Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I got killed by a fucking dog. I survived fucking vampires, but I'm going to get killed by a fucking psycho-ass rabid dog. As these thoughts flick through your head, you feel something else. It's that starts to feel good. starts to just ooze into you, and then you, it's, it's like when you were with Mr. Kelly. And it's no longer about the pain and the, the agony and fuck, stupid dog. And now it's all about how it's taking your blood, and you're going to let it as much as it wants. Man, what a weird couple of days. <laughs> I could dig this. <laughs> and after a moment, it stops. And you can feel yourself. Your breathing is ragged, cold. You still feel good. It's that that effect is still kind of flowing through you, but cold and weak. And just, just tired. You just want to... It's time to sleep. Is he still holding me down? Because I would way rather sleep in the car than on the street. No, as your head falls to the side, you see that it is sitting there. And that from what amounts to its arm before its paw, it is leaking blood. And you can smell it. You can smell your own blood, too. It's like a fever dream. Shit's crazy. I'm gonna drink the dog's blood. What does it look like from the outside as you... Do you lunge? Is it a 
last bit of your last breath. I just want to sleep, but I know how good it felt before. And I'm just going to use every bit of my being to reach out and grab a hold of this paw and just suck it. And I'm going to try and bleed him dry because fuck this guy. Tastes a little bit different than what you might expect. Tastes earthy. Tastes metallic. Tastes like smog and steam and exhaust. But man, does it taste great. And it'll put its other paw on the back of your head and push you into the drinking. Well, that's different because Mr. Kelly, he he would pull me away, so I just keep going. And as you lay there drinking, eventually you'll stop. Not because you wanted to, not because you were forced to, but because your heart stops beating, because the little bit of blood that was left in you wasn't enough to, to keep you going for much longer. It wasn't enough to reach your brain and your lungs and all of the rest of your body at the same time. Paul pulls away from you. Your head slumps against the concrete. And for the first time, you hear the tippy-tap of those claws against concrete as it walks away. All right, fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) And I want to run away after Ricky. You begin to run. And looking back over your shoulder. Why would I do that? (laughs) Okay, you cannot look back over your shoulder. No, just do a run. (laughs) Keep that thing as far away from me as possible now. I can't go fast forward if I'm looking backwards. (laughs) 